Okay, welcome to another episode of the Cardcast, and we're here with a special friend. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, everybody. My name is Larry Udotu, better known as the Scalable Hustler, also known as, uh, well, they say some tech guy. Um, see something, Chief Everything Officer oh, at Delivery yeah. Science. Okay, cool. Since I'm here with um, another see something guy at Delivery <laughs> Science, I think we're okay. All right. Um, here's the thing. Um, I think usually when Larry talks in the office and all, I'm always like uh, just sitting back and listening to him because he exudes so much wisdom. It <laughs> 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 must be the so, beard. So wise beard. So wise beard. <laughs> This is on record, so he can't go back on his word. <laughs> so, like right now, I don't know if um, uh, if if you guys don't hear my voice for most of this podcast, you just know it's because Larry is here. Yeah, people, but, Ezra is saying in other words that I intimidate him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're glad to have you on the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay. And I feel I feel very special that I'm the first guest on this podcast. I'm not. Fuck. No, you are. You are. You are. You are. And that actually leads me to my first question. Okay. Wow. What's, you guys came ready, huh? No, no, no. Okay, actually, okay, good, but, good, good, but what's what's a relatively normal guy like yourself doing with like the strangest people in Nigeria? Like, I think we. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah, a very that's good a, question. I mean, by your admission, you said we're all weird at DS. We're all very weird. Not just small weird. Very weird. But this this Uzo guy in front of me. No, I know you're about to point at Ezra. <laughs> this Uzo guy in front of me. Akamaozu. Who does that? Yeah? We were coming up with um, screen names and whatever. And he said Akamaozu. I can understand 0x, right? Hexadecimal. You know, geek humor. Blah, blah, blah. It's my name backwards. I know. Still. identity. You know that. Ah, oh, fuck. People. Okay. Why, why, why am I? Why we, well, I don't know. Maybe because I'm like a closet weirdo too. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, characters are welcome at delivery science, and I think that's part of who we are and what we're, what we're about, and part of what makes us gingered, for example, to be here. For example, Ezra and Result to be in my house today, and then we're talking about doing this podcast and also. And lifting a sales. Exactly. Well, I'm just <laughs> lifting. Actually, it was a problem with the MongoDB. Because everything worked overnight. I was up to like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. working on that, and everything. This morning came. And I want to push it to the um, server. Yeah. Right? And I said, okay, let me change the Mongo, the Mongo settings from my local Mongo to uh, production deployment. Mongo. Exactly. Yeah. It's the deployment cloud first. And then, so I was doing messing around with the production settings, blah, blah, blah. And I was messing around with cores and all the different things that you need to do. Right. Getting up ready and lift. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting something with the MongoDB. But anyway, I Googled the error and they said something about a race condition. There's okay. an error because Mongo do be changed their syntax, so I don't know if sales Mongo has changed the syntax. But oh. why am I getting this race condition? Okay. So then there was a pull request on the repo, but I'm thinking I must have fucked something up, right? Because when you start thinking all this esoteric shit, no, it's your code. <laughs> it was three right? You know what? Actually, this is true. This is true. Enough, this is true. But I tested everything, right? Tested all the crud endpoints and the whole nine yards and worked. Mm. So I was able to at least do that and bootstrap. So I was feeling quite good with myself. Okay. In the morning when you go, after playing football, you push this thing we'll up, right? it, yeah. you know, and I'll tell Abu, nigga, API is up, let's go. <laughs> okay. but anyway, anyway, so um, really, I think the, the key thing is we encourage and love each other. 
I, I say it and it, it seems very, that's too touchy feely for me. It, right it now. is very, <laughs> it is very touchy feely because the bottom line is we're not a family, we're a team. Yeah. Because people don't get fired from families. If you're a fucking guy, even if you're the blackest sheep, well, you're the, your family. But in teams, people get fired for not performing. Right. But I think as a whole, as who we are, what we're about, we're about performance. But also, we're not about the superficial and the surface. Right. Which allows people to express themselves mm-hmm. and do more and be more and also challenge themselves too. Okay. All right, cool. Um, what? I'm, a, I'm expecting you have a question. Okay, I think they're voting to determine by me. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm listeners, fine. I'm fine. Listen. I asked the first question. <laughs> this guy is intimidated by me. I asked the first question. <laughs> I asked, no, no, I'm should not, I continue? No, or I'm, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm, no, I'm sure we'll get into another question um, in the course of this. Into more questions in the course of this um, episode. So you're not ready to ask. I will ask ask one question. So, well, um, in episode zero, we talked a bit about our foundational computing. I I talked about how I started from the web. Mm -hmm. He talked about him starting with command line tools and mm-hmm. then moving to win like visual basic yeah and windows be- programming right. for web what about you how did you get into this <sighs> okay as a kid um number one is we had computers from when i was very young my mom used to work for she was part of the team i don't you know when history has blurred chat Mm-hmm. But she was part of the early team. I think one of the founding staff members of Ford Foundation in Nigeria. Ford so Foundation. Ford Foundation. It's um, one of the biggest philanthropy foundations okay. in the world. And That's cool. uh, so um, she left. She left to do her own consulting in um, development, development consulting, fund development support agency. And as part of leaving, I think she was able to get from them or buy from them at a good discount computers, like two or three computers. So as from when I was. Seven eight, interesting. There's been a computer. Six seven eight. There's been a computer in my house at all points in time. So there's always that. And and of course, in those days, there was a four eight six or three eight six. There was right. one with a monochrome. All of that. I've been seen through all of those. So always was around computers. Then um, when I was I think about eleven twelve, somebody got. I saw a book on um, QBasic. And High five. I started with QBasic. <laughs> uh, okay. Why are you still in what I said? I started with. We so, can't all have similar histories. <laughs> Why didn't you accuse me of stealing it? So I, I saw I saw a book on QBasic and it was quite interesting about um because it was a, it was for kids, <coughs> so it was like um trying to sort out to create games. So you created this game where you're throwing like a banana, because it's like one of these physics games. You're throwing right. a banana over a um a building and you're trying to hit like the gorilla on the other side. But silly, silly, small stuff, right? So okay. it was ga- um gaming on that side and okay, this thing can help me do stuff. Right. I never really got too deep into it then, but I knew a little bit. Um, fast forward to university. My first year at the University of Connecticut, I was a computer and electrical engineer, engineering major. So they did C++. Mm-hmm. I had to learn C++ then. Learned enough C++ to pass culinary class eventually. Um, then they did introduction to Java. Did that also. And I said, okay, this programming thing, I really like it. I think it's mm-hmm. cool. Um, I see myself as, in those days, I saw myself more as a business guy or like a technology. Scalable hustler. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I saw myself as more of that. But the more I've done and been around technology and the more I've been exposed to people like you guys and people who've um, allowed me to show my ignorance and learn, 
um, the more I've gotten, the more I, I think I'm better and better as a developer. They say, how do you become a better developer? You develop, yeah, right? Yeah, just keep writing. You, de- yeah, you, d- you develop and develop and develop, but you continue, continue. Get your so 10,000 hours? Well, yeah, <laughs> just say, uh, yeah. Everybody talks about this 10,000 hours. But the other part is, like, for example, I was looking at um, some work or some projects that we did like two years ago using um, Node and Sales. Yeah. <laughs> you guys used Node and Sales two years ago? Yes. I thought it was still it's a 2013. Python. 2013. No. Larry, Larry actually kind of brought in Node into Kronos. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. You know, because even, for example, like, what's it, 2009, no, 2010, I started um, playing around the Rails, right? Mm. Rails and all that. But Rails had too much magic for me. Yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. All the whole generators and shit. Like, what are you writing? And how do you know how to solve the problem, right? It was too much. But Django actually made more sense for me because Python, because I don't know, everybody has different... I think uh, Python is very expressive. Exactly. 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 And it was, I guess so. Yeah, it's English. It's like English. Yeah. But Ruby is very expressive too. Yeah. Rails is just not... <laughs> Rails is very conventional. Over con- um, oh, sorry, is it... Conversion yes. of our configuration. Yes, right? yes, yes. Exactly. Which exactly. magical. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, so the more I've done this, the more I've gotten closer and closer, and I think better and better at what I'm doing. I'd say compared to some of the superstars at Delivery Science, I'm a 5 over 10 when it comes to programming. And that's fine because even at 5 over 10, I'll continue improving. Mm-hmm. Right? Until I can do and achieve what I need to achieve. That's the spirit. But 5 out of 10 in delivery science is probably like 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 in like a lot of places. <laughs> why are you trying to wind yourself? No, I'm not trying. No, I'm not winding why, why myself. Why are you trying I'm to trying to encourage your... No, 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 no I don't care whether I said about 10 or anywhere else. Listen. What I mean is what the I, problems you can solve mm-hmm. with that 5 out of 10 are of problems course. that a lot of people outside, of even when they're... Of course. So of course. Like, for example, we went and sat with a client. Was it on Thursday, right? Sorry. Was it Thursday? No, yes. Friday. Oh, Friday. Oh, Friday. Yes, he did. Okay, okay, okay. When I saw with a client yesterday, um, told us some of their problems. We already have existing solutions that do something along those lines, but a lot more complicated. So we said, okay, for this particular client, we're going to demo to your executive team next week. Yeah. Okay, Larry, write the API, right? That's going to, right? Abu, write the mobile, mobile application app. that's going to communicate. Shopware, write the Angular app that's going to, and bam, bam, bam. And because, as we said, we've built these um, muscles over a certain amount of time it was a quick 30, 45 minute discussion. Okay, here are the endpoints we need. And everybody knows Scope. exactly what they need You know, to and do. it's like a well-oiled team, yeah. right? And immediately, right, that's what I'm trying to say, okay, how do I deploy this thing? Because it's written, yeah. right? And it's because of, of course, I'm, I don't I know how many times I've sat next to Ezra and Ezra has guided me. It's really the, the one that was the most, um, I say it took a bit of time, was the idea of promises hmm. in JavaScript. It took a bit of time before the penny dropped. But now that the penny has, I think as... Well, pro- to an extent, I actually thought I failed you in that regard. No, you, know, you didn't. Times well, you did because you <laughs> were still learning it at that time. Too. Yeah, and I wasn't yeah. much And you didn't quite it. get the paradigm fully then. No, or maybe how to Explain pass it on it's to okay. you because okay. okay. I was less, of, I was less of a teacher, he's not, he's not and, teacher and more of I a, this is how you should do it. Yes, yes. Ezra is not a patient but that's fine. I actually am fine with... Of love because me i know okay where am i trying to get to with this thing so whatever and whatever i need to humble myself to learn i do it mm. i find it frustrating when people don't um, they say a full cup cannot be added onto if you think you know everything you mm. can't learn yeah 
Anyway. Uzo, why did you come to delivery science? That's a very good question. That's what um, people usually say when they're trying to look for space and time to think. No, 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 no. I actually know my answer. It's very straightforward. I was just trying to sort it out in my head. But, but, here's, here's what happened. Um, I moved back two years ago. Um, started building. My, my main priority was, you know what, like, I'm going to, at this point, I'm in Canada freelancing. I mean, I'm comfortably charging $50 an hour. That's not a tremendous sum of money by any means. Okay. But yes, exactly. Well, there you go. And I'm like, you know what? I want to say thanks to my dad because I don't think, like you mentioned, I'm a pretty weird dude. I don't think I was a very easy child to raise. <laughs> I'll let you finish the laugh. <laughs> um, I don't think I was a very easy child to raise. And this was kind of my way of saying, hey, Dad, thanks for putting up with all the stuff I've put you through. I really appreciate it. And, you know, move back. And the thing I could think of was, this is what I can do. I can build technology. I can help improve your processes, make things work out better in your company. Hmm. And um, so I started off building a bunch of tools to help with particular workflows and things like that. And how I even met Ezra was I was working on basically an offline capable spreadsheet that works in your browser and it like um, sends the transaction data to the so basically I was trying to replace Excel in their workflow with something mm -hmm. that looks familiar mm -hmm. but it puts the data in a database and there's an API so we can get it. You know you out. have data, um, Excel can talk to a database. Good to know. <laughs> you know that right? No. The I'm extensions just, for Excel that you make. I'm just finding out right now. Yeah. And even web services too. Yeah. Excel can make web service calls. How come nobody told me this? <laughs> just FYI. Yeah, I mean we all learn every day. I yes. mm -hmm. I would have um, probably I had an inkling that that should be possible, but I was too lazy to also check as well. There's even and an extension for Excel that allows you, you to have it um, go up yeah. to one million rows. No. Yeah. And considering he had already gone far when he mm -hmm. showed me, so it's like, hey, okay, cool. Um, right. So I was working on that, and I just needed some advice on like testing because I I burnt myself recently with something I was with I think it was that app like I was building something and I made an, a change that I didn't think touched this area and it did I'm like okay that's why you can't just rely on manual testing because there'll be some regression I changed some variable name to something that made more sense and I was like yo Ezra testing this is a big deal how do you guys test node apps at delivery science could you meet up and you know like I'll buy you coffee and we can talk about this did he buy you coffee I did. Was it coffee? Oh, yeah. It was coffee. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Was coffee yeah. No, there was actually coffee. There <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Coffee was delivered and a sandwich. <laughs> and I, then... I remember that now. Good. Yeah. I, I kept my word on, on that. <laughs> so, um, we we talked and, like, he saw what I was doing. He was like, well, this is actually pretty interesting. Like, um, would you ever consider working with Delivery Science and... Ezra Recruiter Uluvi. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about it. I'm like, well... You guys are building, we are building logistics. No, okay. no, it was you guys. It was you guys. guys. Right. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Remember, we don't bullshit here. We don't, we don't pretend like everybody's going to work here for the rest of their life. And you Fair, enough. Think. Fair enough. I mean, at this, it, it just felt weird saying, okay. No, it's okay. We're not we, but it's okay. Right. Mm. What, what Delivery Science was working on were things that eventually my dad's company is going to run into. Mm -hmm. This is a problem space that sooner or later I will be. It'd be a quality problem for your dad's company to have as they grow. Right. 
it, it, it's an inevitable problem because this is a thing about like logistics at for businesses at scale. Um, he's just I, I, this year he's opened like a bunch of stores. He's closed some. He's trying to expand in different fronts, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you know, like this is why I came back. Except that this is there's a whole dedicated team of people focus thinking about this problem from many different angles and it would be it would make a lot more sense to partner with these guys and work with them help them build learn exactly learn see many different things perfect so for me it was a no-brainer like i as soon as he mentioned it it didn't take too long i'm like yeah makes sense like totally and i think within the next week that was like that was when i came in so that's how, how much I... cross training have you done? Like apart from just back in, because like for example, Mr. Ezra here, <laughs> yeah, um, he's not using back end. I refuse. To. He does not want to know. Yeah. He does not want to do Android or front end or whatever. No, I never said I don't want to do Android. Okay, you you want to do Android? Android is back. Android <laughs> can be back end as well. Well, there's still the look and feel of it now. Yeah, but then I can focus on the real Java code and all that Android shit, while someone else Actually. comes in and puts colors. Yeah. Is that what you think UI is all about? Putting colors? I'm just saying. Motherfucker. <laughs> I'm just saying. People like this can work at Squirrel or Instagram, any place where. Yes, we can actually. It'd be but tough because that, it's a designer mentality. Right? It? First of all, because remember when we first started. It's, it's, actually, it's actually less of the design for them and more of what happens in the background, really. The design barely changes. It's almost always the same, but they are conti- always continuously improving the mechanics behind. But but then that's what I think. That's what it's. See, it's not like I hate front end development. I think no, I don't think o- you do. I, I think, think over time, be- over time. Um, actually, of course, um, in Nigeria, when you start out as a web developer, why um, do you do that in air quotes? <laughs> that's no, because because, because I'm kind of like re- it's not a real. No, job. I'm kind of referring. Yeah. To an extent, I'm referring back to. You mean, I mean you mean the WordPress junkies, eh? Oh, sorry, the WordPress uh, or Joomla, or Joomla, Joomla wizards. No, but chill, because what we're doing back then was some guy would drop something in Photoshop and give it to the developer to work with. This guy opens either his favorite slicing to either Photoshop or Fireworks, mm-hmm. picks out all the different okay. bits assets, of it, you mm-hmm. know, assets. Comes Let, up with the CSS. Let's be glad he didn't use Dreamweaver and just lift. <laughs> you understand? Well, people were doing that, no, but don't, I'm not. Don't I'm, tell me this. I'm not going to acknowledge those people. I'm not going to acknowledge those people. So you know, this was kind of what I had to do over the years while concentrating on. Well, because at the end of the day, it is what happens in the back end that's that's interesting and will drive what happens in the front end. And mm-hmm. of course, back then. Bundled actually, 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 applications. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. No, I can't let that still mention. No, no, no. Go on. Say it is what happens in I'm the back end that yeah. will drive. What... <laughs> so, so you know, that's been the traditional paradigm, yeah. which is okay. That, the the API, I'm, what I'm, do you I'm talking about the past. Okay, okay, okay. 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 I, just, I just didn't want us to no, allow no, that to. Like I said, you know, you asked why I did echo time. Like, yeah, I'm trying to refer okay, okay, back okay. to 2006. As in 10 years ago, period. pretty much. That's like, yeah. a, that's like almost like a de- more than a generation ago. Because, because look at them terms. now, in trying to counter me. It's you, almost like 100 years ago. You tried to terms. mention API, but back then, how many people how many were people doing API? API first people were doing web services, but everything was coupled. Everything coupled. Exactly. So, to me, in that space, trust me, I would, um, how would I put it? The old e of trying to 
um, come up with, okay, how does this thing look like in Internet Explorer? How does it look like in Chrome? And how does it look like in whatever? Because And because it's all one and the same code with the backend, with Coefficient or PHP or whatever it is running the mm. backend, you're also bothered with the business logic at the same mm-hmm. time. At the end of the day, one part was more interesting than the other yeah, because one yeah, part was I where I came up with, while the other bit was more of like an edict to me. I still tried to do it anyway for a number of years, maybe about four years or something, until we eventually had some dude, some people came into the company I was with. <laughs> some dude, no shout out to him. <laughs> I don't know. No shout out to some dude. No, no shout out to him. We saved you from. Fuck him. So, came in. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, uh, I... Be- how this is not how he's going to talk about us as the losers of four years ago. Anyway, I, I basically started um, appreciating the fact that, you know, someone who is good with this... As in they can really and make it, a difference. Yeah. yeah, can actually, like, sit down and sit with this bit of the application and polish take care it of it, polish it, you know. It's not my business. I'm going to focus on the back end. browsers on their computer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to focus on the back end and get stuff to work. It's going to just be focused on the presentation. So, I think it was the old edict of... I had to struggle through this, mm. and then I eventually was able to like breathe and be like, ah, <sighs> finally. So I'm not in a hurry to run back into that bit. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. Uh, just gotcha. There are people who that's what they really love doing, you know. Gotcha. Good one. And believe it or not, that's <laughs> I mean to answer the question um, Larry originally asked me. That is where I started, and that is my core interest. Which I is lo- the front, front, front end. end yeah. I love the front end. I love thinking about it. Like the blog post I was writing this morning is about it was front end related. Most of the posts on my thing are front end related, mm-hmm. and that's my big interest. But when you're working with clients, and the it's it's the same reason. I actually before doing front end work, I started doing graphic design, and th- yeah. I love <coughs> doing that. That's I enjoy that. That is where my joy is but doing it with clients and the kind of irrational changes you have to make and sort of fight with them you know like you give them something and it's perfect and you're like this is great <laughs> perfect in okay. his no 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 what I mean is uh, well the change yes. they request isn't a change that isn't a change that brings like tremendous like can we make the logo bigger can we switch this from yellow to green and I'm like but it's like, well, green's my favorite color, and I'm like, that's your. But the website's not for you, right? This, <laughs> this is a, this is a warning thing. If we make it green, it kind of sends the wrong message, doesn't it? You know, mm-hmm. those sort of little squabbles about design details. I mean, it's somewhere where everybody feels they can give you an input on, and they should be allowed to. But for me, I figured, you know what? If I'm going to do this as a business, I better take the side where. Once I've done my work and it works well, that is the end of the conversation. I'm not going to go into another one or two month cycle changing color values, resizing images or headers or like things to make, you know, like the guy is viewing this on his, on one particular device and wants to make it look perfect for that. But that is affecting everything. Or worse, he wants every browser to look exactly the same. And I mean, it's not pixel perfect. Like they all have their own quirks. And you can't manage all those details. So eventually, and of course, at that point, I now started doing freelance work with um, consulting companies in Canada. Mm -hmm. And they'd already built a site and you need some guy to build a new feature or something technical. And that was back end. And 
that. So the more profitable aspect of business was in the back end for me. And it was a money decision there. Huh? It was. It strictly was. But I'm Igbo. You know this. Okay, well. You're thrifty, huh? Yeah? <laughs> yes. Brother Igbo, I was out of Europe. I don't like that. I like, I no, you do have a good point. I have um, thrifty. Yeah. Being thrifty of... is a personal characteristic. Mm. All right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Anyway. Cool. We're happy to have you here so far. On my show? No. Oh. <laughs> I get when, when you finish the show, <laughs> that place that you're coming to, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Said, nigga, oh, oh, Marshall. My <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I get you. Oh my god. Um, okay, so I've asked three questions. Larry is even asking questions. Ezra, is there, are you really that intimidated? No, he's not actually because we talk a lot. Yeah, that, you that's, know, that's, that's what I'm to say. We like, talk a lot. Kind, of, kind of trying to think of what a I can lot. ask right now. As in, there's yeah. not many questions that he can ask that has not been answered already. So you know, it's really lo- but also we've been on what this. Can I bring we've this been show? on this journey together <laughs> for maybe like say like say eighteen months now, give or take. Okay, God, I'm reading the WhatsApp. We've been on this journey <laughs> together. <laughs> radar. No, oh, is that there was a radar notification? Oh, okay. Something about Ozumbo, Exolubia, ah, Oyeka. Oh, I'm like, gosh. okay. Ah, I love Oyeka, by the way. Let me say what's up to her. Because Oyeka, when she was with us, she has an excellent user interface and experience. Yes. Brain. Excellent. Like Oyeka, I tell her, she can be a bit abrasive, but you know, you need different um, ingredients for the soup to be good. Hmm. Right? You need people who are going to push. I need people who are going to be peacemakers. Right? As long as it, it never gets out of... Yeah. Um, how do I say it? It never crosses the line to becoming conduct detrimental to the team. Yeah. Then it's it's great because it then gives you more. Like, for example, an executive team. We have the Hawks and we have the Doves. <laughs> I will not say which parts, but we're equally matched in terms of Hawks and Doves. And it's, and it's a good thing because one person will be like, kick his ass. Another person will be like, so you know it, it works it works it works um so on the one of the things i was hoping to talk about here since you guys are not going to talk to me too much um one of the things <laughs> yeah. i was hoping to talk about no i know you were one of the things i was hoping to talk about and maybe when the radar people listen to this i want to talk about this um, i like how you said the radar people listen oh no these are yeah these are radar number one and two well, well, radar. well actually, I was telling you moderator on radar Lord the Banks other day is number one. Uh, yes, on now, radar. yes now. Banks and Shaitul are number one and two. It's okay. One and one one and one. Yeah. Anyway, what was I saying? I wanted to um clear up this myth about um successful founders who are doing great businesses that have lots of potential and have raised quote unquote funding. Don't drink Gary. Best believe guys are drinking gary and you they are just different levels of gary that's one more number two is uh no my line no some people have got granite in their gary <laughs> some people have your ice water with too. sugar, I, 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 sugar. <laughs> my guy i'm drinking it with nothing <laughs> just the gary right now but what i'm saying is this um there's always going to be a lot of struggle and striving um i think it was was it it was most deaf that said in this line and i love this line um they say we're struggling and striving while they think you're prime time you know, so everybody mm. thinks like you're uh, the hot stuff, you know, but internally all startups are fucked up, number one. Number two is all startups are trying to quickly move to get enough revenue coming in to continue as a, as a company, right? Because 
beyond funding, because I hear so many people, they build an app over a weekend, or they build a, an app together at a hackathon, or they pay some developer to build an app for them, right? Next and they say, I'm looking for, for investors. I'm looking for investors. <laughs> These investors, I don't, you know, they're not... And I'm asking myself, because I've been there before. I've been there because I've been in this startup game for six years now. First wow. with Ithenologic, Top of Genie, and now with Delivery Science in Nigeria. So before it was cool to do the startup thing, we've been doing the startup thing. Because we know that there's a potential and there's the opportunity. And technology is such a powerful thing. As you said, a small team like us can come together and build something that a multinational like SAP has, doesn't have in their product line. Right. Because we're focused on laser focus on, on, on solving a third world problem in a third world way. Right. Yeah. You understand? So third world problem in a first class way. No, no, no. <laughs> no. When I say third world way, don't don't get me don't get it twisted. It's not about the quality of technology. It's about the processes, the fact that these things are not there in a place like America. These things are not problems in a place like America. That level of theft, of shrinkage, of non visibility. Um, into what people are doing out in the field with your goods and ser- right and services yeah. that are being delivered yeah. is not there. So these are third world processes that you must put in place to cut and to how do I say it? Manage to manage and to checkmate the people who are not trying to make as much money as you can. But anyway, the summary of what I was trying to say is this: there's always going to be very hard times in business where you're trying to move forward and you're trying to make payroll right as a company and whatever. The goal is how do you continue continuing? How do you make enough come in, right, to continue? So people shouldn't be disheartened because maybe some investor told them the idea is shit. Well, if you told you the idea is shit, it's up to you to go prove that dude wrong or that lady wrong, right? It's up to mm-hmm. you to know what am I trying to learn. And I think the other part is we need to stay. I'm speaking for technical founders and co-founders right now too because if you're not a technical person, it's difficult for you to build stuff, right? But if you are, you, the consultant is there, but you know that the consultant is not forever. Thing. Yes. It's not, it's sugar. Right? Sugar gives you a quick burst of energy and you know you're good. But 30 minutes later, yeah. Yeah. And then you go fat. You grow fat, right? <laughs> Over time. Product businesses where you can solve a problem. And for example, maybe if not partner, at least you can have people who understand the business processes there and where they can be. Um, augmented or strengthened by your solution are the way to go, in my opinion. Right? The the holy grail is recurring revenue. Right? So the holy grail is you're in somewhere, you show that this thing is enough value that you can continue to get more. And that's the last the lesson. And it's not, it's slow, slow, slow before it takes off. But the thing is always at the back of your mind, you know that you're trying to grow a fast growth startup, but you must be slow at the beginning to yeah. get it right. Right, it was slow at the beginning because people are not going to trust you, hundred percent, just coming off off the boat, so to speak. Right, just coming to say, "Hey, I can do this thing for you." Are you ready? Do you have the commitment necessary to last through whatever challenges come through? Yeah. So, you can name any entrepreneur that everybody's certain that, oh, you know, they've always been boiling. I'm going to name names. Uh, same. I like you. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm same. Yeah, I stole the no, same. No, no, no. I mean, are. no, I'm not. Okay. It's not. It's not even the same. I like the fact that you are going to name names. Of course, I'm going to name names. Yeah, because Sim, Sim, was at Rand Merchant Bank. Um, was on the Lagos or Nigeria desk of Rand Merchant Bank. Was able to 
um, help put together the Lekki Koyi concession, tour concession, right? Was they packaged it and they financed. Packaged it and they financed. Um, they financed the concession, and I don't know the exact details. I don't know the exact internal details. I don't know the exact internal details, but um, conveniently, he was given the concession after that for advertising along that road, wow. after being the person to package the deal. So I don't know the details, but that's okay. That's called hustle, right? Yeah. Because you are offering a service, you make relationships and friendships, and when something else wants to come out, people help you. Okay. Sim was then able to then use that to um, start emotion. Sorry. It's okay. Okay. Sim was able to use that to start emotion, right? Which is what was then sold off to private investors to start Deal Day. From Deal Day, right, Chinevik liked him, saw a good local entrepreneur, you know, was able to navigate the scene, Conga. And I think right now, the stage where Conga has got to the story is the, the, the narrative is, um, and that's how the story goes, right? Yeah. Because with the funding that they raised, with the support that they were able to garner, and with the market share, that they've been able to get mm-hmm. right now they're a juggernaut that will continue continue yeah yeah right so that's one um marketing hotels at ng i personally think mark is a fantastic entrepreneur i think i count him as a friend disclaimer is an advisor yes disclaimer is an, adv- is an advisor at the delivery <laughs> science very much so thank you for um yeah he's an advisor <laughs> to delivery science i count him as a friend and a great guy um but for most of 2013 Mark couldn't get any investors to talk to him. This is after building out Nigeria's number one hotels booking platform, right? This is after having... Not even that he was upcoming, he was number no, one. No, number one. Wow. Most hotels, everything. And it was like, a, it was like a, almost like a nuclear winter where he had to be managing to manage, right? He had to be, you know what I mean? Like, when you don't know how things will move along, when you're not sure how things move along, when you don't, know, when you don't have six months cash in the bank, but he was going to continue, continue. And because he built something of a sound business, he was able to move the focus from let us grow the top line to let us break even. At least let us break even and continue growing in a sustainable manner, right? Can we turn Optimize. on... Exactly. Because that's one of the things that entrepreneurs, I think we all learn it in different ways and at different times. When you're building a business, you must be able to switch the lever from growth to profitability. Because if you can't switch that lever... If funding dries up, you die. Yeah. You die. Right? And, you know, thankfully, by end of... What was this year? By... Well, it was announced. When was it announced, Seth? I think early this year. It was announced early this year, but... For those of us who talk and all that, this was all concluded Last way year. before. Yeah, way before then. And I'm happy for him. But they say more money, more problems, eh? More money, more challenges. Right. Um, let me see who else is there in the ecosystem that we'll talk about. Heroku TV. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everybody laughing? <laughs> Why is everybody laughing? <laughs> well, 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 Heroku TV actually, from I don't know Jason, I don't know anything about him or of him. Um, I only know the little I've read and the little I've heard from people, people who know yeah. him and, and acquaintances. But I do what I do know is that. He did start this on his own, right? Pretty much on his own, working out of his flat, uh, his mom's house in Manchester. And that's, that's very, um, how do I say it? It's admirable. 
Mm-hmm. It's admirable because that's what that was that's what you mean by bootstrapping. Um also I I respect the PR game, right? Because they were able to leverage meeting Sarah Lacey or Pando Daily yeah. into introductions to the right people because VC, venture capital This um, meeting was the one that happened when she came to Nigeria. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And um venture capital is a is a closed network. Meaning if somebody who is a player does not know you and introduce you, you can be there from now till infinity. Maybe there's a one percent chance or point five percent chance that you actually get a serious conversation that might lead to being funded. They throw out, right? Yeah. Um thankfully we've been introduced to a couple and you know, they're looking, right? But it's very much a closed ecosystem. The number one um, measure of an entrepreneur of a business is can you get people who are insiders to vouch for you? That's really it. Um, in terms of the fundraising and all that side, well, they're able to successfully um, grow, first off on a bootstrap level. Then they're able to successfully show the numbers and tell the narrative. Because fundraising is a couple of things. People aren't fundraising in the now. They're fundraising in what you have now and then extrapolating it to the future. What it can do. Exactly. And a lot of funds have a very high risk in that they don't want some um, company that's going to return a $10 million valuation. No, 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 no. That's not interesting. That's a base hit. It's like a double or a single, right? No. They want a company that if everything goes well, right? If all the dominoes fall, this is a $100 million, $500 million, billion dollar company because of some certain changes, whether it's demographics, right? Whether it's um, structural changes, that's riding a the wave. They're always yeah. looking for that wave. So they were able to na- um, tell the narrative, package their company, and raise money. I'm happy for them. I don't know how it's going now because I don't have any... But they look like they're okay. Yeah, they look like they're okay. I always, I'm always an advocate of um, founder liquidity. What does that mean? It means that you've gone, you've built a business, right? And you're raising money. So you raise maybe the first million dollars. Okay, great. Invest into the business. Business is growing. Business is profitable. Business is going gangbusters. If you're raising another $5 million or $10 million, founders have all their, pretty much their equity in life invested in that business. Most yeah. founders do. Yeah. I'll tell you, I have pretty much all the equity I have in life invested in delivery science, right? Whether it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I yeah everything. That, I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else anyway. I don't, I'm not, I'm, there's, no, there's no bets hedged. So if, if you adapt invested in that in that direction and the business is growing and being successful right and investors want the um, founders and owners of the business both of them to be aligned in the same direction you have to give the founders some liquidity meaning, meaning like some cash maybe you raise 10 million dollars of that maybe one million dollars goes to the founders right because you're buying some of their shares yeah the idea is if the founder doesn't have to worry about the house how do the children, you know, go to school and all, all that stuff? There's more ability to focus, to focus on, on the big. Yeah. Because if not, anybody comes with a half decent offer, you'll tempt, they'll tempt them, right? Because yeah. everybody's human at the end. Yeah. Right. So that's that. Um, and I, thankfully, I think I've heard stories of them getting some liquidity. So it's good for the ecosystem. Yeah. Um, I think. Here's something else I'll ask. What do you think about, I don't know if you've noticed, the general um, perception on radar. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's pretty much like the biggest community, community of developers that yeah. I can look at in Nigeria right now, so I'll be using that. But then there's this um, perception of 
oh have they raised money how much were they able to raise the more they were able to raise and not whatnot the more successful we are going to consider them and then you know um <laughs> these people are essentially celebrated as against recognizing that this is just the start of their journey you know now they are getting the money to actually do what they have always wanted to do yeah. not yeah. getting the money to you know it's not going into the guys bank account like secret founders of secret for i went to buy ferrari <laughs> yeah you know that's so i don't know <laughs> what do you think about that mentality why i think it's a dangerous mentality i think it's a very dangerous mentality because but i know why it happens the reason it happens is because Stuff like how much revenue you're making and how much profit you're making are long-term goals and long-term things. Yeah. The short-term quick one that you can see is, ah, I raised $200,000 in a seed round. Swap. Ah, exactly. <laughs> we're moving. I raised $1 million in a Series A or $2 million in a Series A. Ah, we're moving. Or I raised $12 million or what have you in a Series B or Series C. We're moving. We're going. Great. Things that are metrics are hard to quantify and people shy away from that. It's not easy. It's not easily available to um, publicly available. Oh, yes, that's, that's that. I think also, also a lot of people don't understand what business is. Business is, can you offer enough value to your customers that they will pay you a quantum or portion of that value and that will continue to grow because they are getting more value from you because you are continuing to deliver more. That is business. So it's, I come, I talk to you, I find out what your problem is, I create a solution that solves that problem, and I continue to add to that solution because there are other problems that you have. Yeah. Now, adding to the solution is a tricky or slippery slope because you don't want to just add a feature just for adding sake. No, it's I'm, I've sat in the shoes of those people who are going to use and who are having these problems, and I've realized that this is a way to solve it. Okay, if we change it this way, it's more intuitive for them to use it. Not that, oh, okay, the competition has these five features, so because we want to work, talk to them in sales. Well, <clears throat> anyway, in a sales-led company, you might do that. Um, at Delivery Science, I can't speak for anybody else. We're a developer-led company, right? We're a product and developer-led yeah. company. I'm somewhat of a salesman, right? I'm, I think I'm more of like a sales engineer type. But the goal is always... Can we? So, for example, you ask people in the late um, 1800s, what do you want? They tell you a faster horse. horse. They don't tell you a horseless carriage. They don't tell you a car. So when you sit down and understand fully what they are looking for and why they are looking for it, and you get to the root, you can design solutions that will get them there. Exactly. Better. So what you? So basically, this is a. Master class in the science of delivering value. Hey, 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 he's corny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he looked at me with that like, winning smile. Like, I, I, no, wish, I, I wish my microphone could record the way I paused that. <laughs> it was like, pause. Yeah. No, but really, though, whether you call it master class or not, the bottom line of a business is are you delivering value? Now, the thing is also, um, we've been guilty of it before. Um, sometimes, you can be in a rush to extract the value, right? Mm. Um, with clients, especially when you're doing like an evangelist sale, when they haven't seen it work before, we've learned to the hardware delivery science that, hey, give it to them. Let them use it. Edit, um, adapt it to fit them. Yeah. They will see the value. When they see the value, they're the ones that will be begging you to pay. Most people, because most people in doing business, it doesn't pay them to screw their long-term supplier. 
Right. It doesn't. So if it doesn't pay them, if there's no incentive, they won't do it. Okay. Where were we? Shit. Should I, <laughs> should I, should I figure <laughs> that out before? I made the corny of... joke about um, <laughs> us at Delivery Science being about the science of delivering value. Yeah. I'd rather more think we're about field operations. Field operations delivered. Right? If you want to make any puns. Because the fact is this. In a low trust, low visibility environment like Nigeria, it's really tough to manage your field workers, right? right? It's really tough. Um, sometimes, of course, you get disheartened. Like, for example, we lost some deals. You know, you're in a sales cycle. Sometimes, through factors either you can control or can't control, you lose deals, yeah. right? And it shakes you a little bit because you're like, why are we here? What are we doing? Is this thing? But then you go and sit down and talk to other multinational clients. And they all, you know, after a while, because I've been doing this for over a year now, almost a year and a half. Yeah. And they all say the same thing. And they all get so excited when they see your solutions. And that just lets you know, okay, we're not crazy. Right? We may be a little bit ahead of the market, too, and we need to pull the market yeah. with us, but we're not crazy. There's a solution here. There's a problem that these guys need solved. Now we have the technology that can solve it. And we have the team that apart from the technology that we currently have can build out what else needs to be built out to me that's exciting the exciting part i'm sure you guys agree is not just the acquisition of the data no the acquisition of the data is table stakes anybody can build a crud application right mm -hmm. that is Making how do we make it. sense of that yeah. shit like so for example some of the consulting stuff that we're doing around big data to me is it's really exciting it's really exciting as in that's that's like something you can tell people, yeah, yeah, we worked on this and you know, this is how we built this. That's exciting. That's a departure from the norm, really. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's finding that value for mm -hmm. exactly. Not exactly. just getting the information. Insights. Insight. Insight. Yeah. That's why our product is called Field Insight. Because it's not just about field data or data acquisition or data pushing down to the people in the field. No. It's insight. Can we make the goal for any enterprise is this. You have a field force, right? The goal the goal with any enterprise is you have a field force. But people can shirk when they're out in the field. You don't know where they're actually going to go do the work that you're asking them to do. Right? You don't know, you don't have any way of easily measuring them. That's where DS comes in. Mm -hmm. That's where we come in to say, we work with your people in your process. Okay. Let's agree on a couple of KPIs. That you want people to meet. Sorry, for key performance indicators, okay. right? Performance or job performance indicators. Okay, are you doing a good job or not? And let's put that into some sort of numeric composite value that drives the behavior you're looking for. So I should know if I have, for example, a field sales rep. What is your score over ten? Or your, what's your score over hundred? What is your ranking out of all the field sales reps I have? Right? And are you is your trend increasing or reducing? Or reducing. Right? And are you at, at least at a minimum level? So for example, you say pass mark is seven over ten, right? Are you at least at that seven? If you're not, then maybe potentially we need to be having com um, coaching conversations about how you need to improve and where you can improve. And if you don't improve, maybe we need to coach you out of the system. Because you're <laughs> obviously not coach you out of the system. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. um, that's that's my consulting <laughs> consulting days. Because first they try and coach you to coach you up. Then if you are not uh, <laughs> stepping up, 
they cut you out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the goal at delivery side. So I talked about a salesperson. The other part is you have a field service person, right? A technician or a technical team. For example, for these power distribution companies, yeah. right? They have maybe 1,500, 2,000 people out in the field who they have no visibility into. Right? You that's why whether they are being efficient. Oh, no, you know nothing. You don't, and that's why you still have instances of people touts bribing or tipping these people so that they can come and do what they should be doing because there's no, there's yeah. no, there's no accountability. How do you enforce accountability? Yeah. It's delivery science, right? So those are just a couple of things. Then we talk about field, 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 and most real sector companies. Their, their business is in the field, right? The, most of their staff strength is in the field. If I'm an FMCG, if I'm oil and gas retail, right? If I'm a quick service restaurant chain, 80% of my, of my staff strength and activity is in the field. Yeah. From public health, for example, because we have a public health vertical product or field inside, mm-hmm. 80% is in the field, is in all the rural areas, in all the remote locations to say, this is how many people um, had malaria today. Can you see a trend before it happens? Can you see an epidemic hitting before? So when Ebola hits or whatever, right, the next one, you already see it and you already quarantine and you already take action. Are you, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That. That's, that's, I'm, you know, we're trying, trying to think of a business to build that we have a little bit of domain expertise, but that technology can move things along. That That's why delivery science is what delivery science is. We, we will be... We love e-commerce and we love using Amazon and Conga and all these things, but we can't do that business. We can't do it because that's like an operations business as opposed to a technology business. Yeah, I think we've, we've talked about this before yeah. now. No, because, you know, yeah. like a year and a half ago, we were talking about, oh, see how Uber is doing. You know, you guys, you think, why don't you um, verticalize everything, you know, and run? I'm like, yeah, um, I think that's really cool, but that's not what we are and who we are. Our goal is how do you better manage your field operations with technology, right, yeah. and process, right? So the specific way that we use technology and process to help you do that, we can always change and adapt to that. But we know where we're going with it, but not to be DHL. Yeah. All right. Um, like so play, like play. We spent almost an hour. <laughs> yeah. So we mentioned you did. Um, you mentioned a couple of our products. Yeah. Um, which is your favorite so far? Which one is the one that most fascinates you? Casket <laughs> like dad. Which one? Which is your favorite yeah, child? Favorite, what the yeah. fuck? My dad will tell you not to. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, you will. There's a whole um, I don't have a favorite, but you know, a lot of our products have come because of, actually, what am I saying? All of our products have come as a result of discussion. Exactly. Something. Discussion, identifying problems, doing customer development, so to speak, yeah. right? Before doing product development. That, that's always the case. So we look down, sit down with like a Diageo, we sit down with like a Dangote Cement, or we sit down with like, um, who else? Like a Nestle. All these guys, tantalizers, right? Transcode power, and we realize that hey, eighty-five percent of your problems are the same. Eighty-five percent. There's a fifteen percent variation between each of the different entities around 
maybe some specific processes, right? And around the things that make that organization unique, that are customization and professional services. But the 85% is the product. And then how do you build the 85% so that you can plug into that 15% middleware? Um, in terms of what excites me most, I, sure, Field Insight. Field Insight. Field Insight is the dream. It's the, it's the reason why we're here. Exactly. It's the um, concept and construct that pulls all the different things like automated proof of delivery, like automated stock taking assistance, like um, transporter man transport and transporter manager management, like the point of sale system that helps FMCGs handle their distribution channels. All of them come together into field inside because the fact is this: I'm an executive, I manage this thing. How do I know what I need to be focusing on today? Some people will call it data visualization. Some people will call it business intelligence. Yeah. It's a mix of all that. It's BI and all the different things that need to happen for field operations. And we also were looking when we were talking about it about something interesting, but also something that nobody has really solved the problem. Because if we're going to go build another ERP, yeah. like it's cool, but okay, you know, okay. But if you say, hey, there's this ERP that works within our locations. But anytime any of our people are in the field, there's no visibility and then this thing can link into the ERP. That's interesting. That's a problem that's yet to be solved because they might not have that problem. That's identifying that value you can bring to the table. Exactly. 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 It's all about that. And then, of course, the other part was some of these people that um, I work with are some of the most... Uh, Oh, amazing people I know in technology in Nigeria, right? People I've met over the years, and I said, hey, if you want to do this thing. Like, when we first started Delivery Science, there were some VCs that were talking to us, and we were talking to them, and, oh, okay, potential funding from off the, off the bat and all that. And so the good thing about being talking and being in that process with some VCs was that it helped one to think, let's say money were not an object, eh? that you didn't need to worry about how much burn is. Who would you want to have on that team with you? To go to war or to go to battle, because mm-hmm. um, Dreddy over there is one of them. <laughs> right? Nigeria's Dreddy. best programmer. No, no, Do no, you no, know no. this? Nigeria's number one fan. Nigeria's <laughs> fan. Nigeria's no, fan. No, no, no. You should Google him. Like he's like literally Nigeria's best programmer according to like ten pages of Google. They are all syndicated from one place. <laughs> <laughs> As a testament to programmers. <laughs> but yeah, Ezra, yeah. Ezra is one of the really, top guys. Really. Don't mind him. Yeah. And as he doesn't talk um, um, out loud because he doesn't want people to find out that he's not as smart as he thinks. <laughs> well, there's that oh, wise saying that okay. you know, <laughs> if you keep quiet, mm-hmm. less people. Let, if you keep quiet, people will think you're a fool. If you open your mouth, then you confirm. They will confirm. You know. You remove all doubt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I mean, we brought in Larry here today, and we ended up talking about science. <laughs> <laughs> We, we ended up turning this into a DS show. But then I guess it Larry it was about to happen. Larry is DS practically. No. No, no, no. No. And I hate it when they have this cult of the CEO shit. Because businesses succeed because of a lot of people who have um sacrificed and added their essence to the business. And everybody comes and starts talking and shouting about Sorry. CEO. 
I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. I was getting somewhere. Okay. Wait, sorry. And when, when I said Larry is dear, I, I, I did not I did not mean you were okay, maybe I Okay, okay, okay. I, 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 I think I, I came out the wrong way. I, I, okay. More more of like Larry is all about DS right yeah, now. That that was where, that was what I wanted to say. And so then, bringing you on the it, show. It so happens that the two of us also work for DS. Yeah, so. it so happens. <laughs> Weird coincidence. <laughs> it is, but like if we interviewed anyone else, you know, like it wouldn't. Our delivery size hasn't come up once since we've been. I think this is the first time people yeah, would actually well, find out that we both work. Yeah, I, you know, Did we? The, the first episode, you know, when we, talk, we? when we talk about this, uh, Emotu, is it Emotu? No, 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 no. The guy doing um, what's this? These are that POD products. Oh, Digi. Yeah. Track and boy. Yes. Track and boy. Yeah. You know, yes. Did you follow? What did you episode one? Episode zero. I didn't hear that part. I didn't yeah, hear that part. We, we mentioned we very mentioned. briefly. Very. Yeah, briefly. What, 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 what? So what did you say? About I pretty much just looked into. No, because he was on the WeChat thing. Delivery science is coming for you. you know. <laughs> you said that? <laughs> why? 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 He's a good guy. He's no, he's a good guy. He's, he's, he's a good guy. So good guy. Oh, yeah. And the fact is this, I've learned this lesson in startups. We are not the ones that are going to kill each other. It's the market and people not giving a fuck that's gonna kill you. Mm-hmm. Right? Thank and it's you. the inertia of the market. I tell you, our competition, when you go into big multinationals in top five in Nigeria, our competition is Excel and paper. And inertia. That's our competition. It's not nice because <laughs> all of them have SAP, some of them JD Edwards and other dynamics. But a lot of this stuff that happens in the field is offline. Is it? Bless you. I was with, I was with a major one of the top. Um, if I tell you this, uh, you uh, can't uh, say. Yeah, I was, I was I was with a major um, FMCG company. I was with the CEO of a major FMCG company yesterday. The guys were talking about that. We had yeah. a meeting and yeah. and they took me to their tracking room to show us how their process works. And of course, that logbook was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, here is how this guy moved from here to here to here. Transport manager connects to your tracking system, pulls all that data, and immediately passes and gives you that information. So you can know. So if the driver misbehaves, it sends him a text automatically, right? Exactly. You understand? It's it's not just your logbook, but it's also what you are going to use the logbook for. Exactly. And then also there's the searchability. Yes. And this is just (laughs) of basic this is the first I won't call it version zero. I'm sorry, I'll call it versions like zero point one. Right? Because there's more to be built as we deploy it. Right. You know, and so when you have that, you're like, look, you have a team of, let's say, five people in the tracking room. And, and like, for example, another client has five, then two, then two in different parts of Nigeria. These are human beings. Human beings can't manage this level of complexity mm-hmm. without dropping balls. Put a system in there that works with existing legacy infrastructure and move it forward. But it's just to be patient because with sales... It's um, getting, it's blocking and tackling, as they say. My first manager in the U.S., uh, Scott Esposito, in Boston, That's said cool this. Last I like it. <laughs> yeah. Esposito. Esposito, yeah. Um, he said this. He's like, look, Larry, you have to do the blocking and tackling, right? Blocking and tackling is an American football analogy, right? right. Because in American football, the less glamorous parts are, for example, blocking somebody so that your running back can run or your quarterback can throw the ball. Yeah. Than tackling somebody has caught the ball and running about to run you over and you have to stop them. It's gla- it's not glamorous. What's glamorous is catching the ball and being the one throwing the ball. Those are the glamorous pieces. But those only happen so much of the business of the day. Most of the day is, are you going to block and tackle? Which is my my analogy to sales. Sales is blocking and tackling. You've identified a target customer. You've identified target companies. You've identified contacts in there. You've confirmed that they have this need, right? 
and your job is every day to move them along in the buying process until they sign and until you until you deploy and then they renew that's just it so it's just it's a process and you know as i say you have to trust the process and continue with the process wow it's like it's like playing chess and focusing only on the king as opposed to like the rest of the pieces that make the team everybody is a every part of the process is important very very yeah very very because you might go and sign somebody up and do really well with that but they, they love you but uh, you don't put the necessary effort to actually making it work right to actually putting a customer success team and to actually having discussions regularly where they can give you feedback that you can go implement mm -hmm. into your product that needs to be there because they sh the first time they hear from you shouldn't be when the renewal is due the first time they should be hearing from you on a regular cadence, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every so, every period or so, they should be hearing from you so that you know that the renewal is a formality because the value they've got. Yeah. And of course, the other part about enterprise that I love is businesses exist to make money. So if you help them either reduce their cost or increase their revenue, they pay you. You know, the, in this case, the business is not the product. No, the product is the product. In consumer, you're looking for users and the users are your product. Yeah, technically. Yeah, because they're not paying. But here, businesses, and they will pay you. So that's it's a form of, like, let's say, elephant hunting, to me, right? Mm -hmm. Because you get a big deal, right? Or you get a big annual subscription. And given how capital efficient we are at delivery science, <laughs> one of these our clients can just be enough to keep us going on a, on a yearly basis, assuming we don't grow. Of course, the, the goal is growth. Yeah. Growth, but not growth at all costs. <laughs> the good thing... It's a gift and a curse. But the good thing about not having raised a lot of capital is that we can afford to be disciplined in our growth, to take only good growth as opposed to growth at any cost. Right? We can to afford to be or we can only be. Hmm. If you had piles of money lying around, then you, ha you would have to make that decision. But no, you can afford to be because you could try and just, right? even with no money, you could just try for growth at all costs. Well, chase anything. Chase exactly. Evil. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Good. So, but if there's a lot of pressure from investors, because investors don't give you money to put in the bank. No, 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 no. Go and, go and spend the money to build value for the business. That's the goal, right? So there's always a lot of pressure to spend to, to throw money at a problem to solve it. Is there a is there a target industry? You would really love to get delivery science for if, if there was any industry that out there which would be like the one you really love delivery science to be in there and deploying field insights and bringing value to is there like you mentioned the health industry earlier um, like the um, that there was a vertical that has to do with health um, mm -hmm. things yeah um, HMS Pro Right there, oh. um, we've also mentioned um, a range of organizations. Mm -hmm. um, is there a particular? What's our focus for now, right? No, not your no, focus no, 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 for no. now. Oh, our dream. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Th these are very official. I'm just saying you personally. Like maybe you might have done something with a pharmaceutical company and you thought that industry would be good. Maybe we have nothing for them. But like, which area would you really love to bring field insights into? Forget anything. Like forget, forget reality. Where would you like to bring field insights into? Make more efficient and smarter. I haven't thought of it. Okay, let me let me help you here. Okay. Um, on, on Thursday evening was it? Yeah, Thursday evening. Uzo and I were. He was at my place mm -hmm. after work, and mm -hmm. then we watched this uh, oh TV God. show, yeah. Narcos. Very trick. 
Uh, <laughs> 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 and now the podcast is ending. Goodbye. <laughs> I know. I know. We're talking about um, you know drug dealers, the entire distribution chain, mm. and all that. And it was like, hey, um, you know, I, I was just thinking in the car on our way to GTV earlier this morning. Earlier Are today, that to the company name? one of our <laughs> clients. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the collapse going to withdraw money, but hey. This is true. Now you're it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was thinking, like, drug dealers would really love delivery science. Would really love proof of delivery. You know, insight into. I don't think drug dealers <laughs> want visibility like that. No, yeah. for the no, they want visibility no, no, for them. They, but the no. problem with visibility for you is it gives visibility to other people too. <laughs> <laughs> it takes you from the informal to a more formal. Yeah, but yeah, so. That's that's me just putting it lightly mm. and to give you an idea of to soften it up and <laughs> have you just say something like no, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be serious, just yeah. anything. Oh no no yeah. no! I am actually. This is not um, necessarily field inside related, but I'm actually quite fascinated with financial services, technology, financial services, okay. and how financial services can allow. A technology company to be run at one one hundredth or one one thousandth of the cost base of any of these regular incumbents, right? That means that a team yeah. or one person as a side project can build something that. So in terms, and this of, just interestingly reminds me of companies like companies like Square. Square, well, Square, Square. I don't know about them being like a one man mm. company. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying one man company, but no, I mean like but, just like. But building something small and then doing more, right? Well, sure, they started like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right, but they've deployed tons of capital. They've deployed their net... <coughs> uh, funny, it's funny you mentioned Square. I think I posted it on our random channel okay. earlier this week. I was reading the S1 of Square. S1 is like the SEC document mm. that okay. they have to... It's like a prospectus that has to be issued but before so, you so go they, public. They're trying, they're trying to go public? Yeah, yes, yes, it's a prospectus. I was actually even reading it earlier today. Interesting. Right? Yeah. This guy was in the or two... Public company. He's the CEO. Oh, well, oh, okay, soon to be CEO of two public companies, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I was going to say he's already CEO of both of them, but yeah, well, the other yeah, one is not like public, public companies. Public companies. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Ah, shit, I forgot my train. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm trying to remember. You're talking about bringing Square. field insights to financial. Oh, no, no, I wasn't, actually. I, I said, yeah, so I was talking about how that I think is really interesting. Like, um, for the, for the longest time, one of the things I wanted to do or have is that let me be able to say every month, take let's say five thousand or ten thousand naira out of my pocket and put it into some sort of savings or retirement type thing that generates value. Yeah. Right? But with the current system in Nigeria, and I have been talking about this for years, it's not transparent enough. It's not technology driven enough, right? So people of our generation and younger aren't comfortable there. They're not comfortable calling some guy at ARM. Okay, I'm gonna be giving you money. Okay, what's my balance? You know, okay, are you going to sell off when you know you do, you don't have any visibility. Simple systems like that. So like how Mary Aquamico built Cruncher yeah. for making sense of your bank statements. I'm actually working on a side project I call it Value Invest. Yeah. I'm a disciple call it what? Value Invest. Okay. Right? So I'm a disciple of Benjamin Graham and Warren Buffett, meaning that Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that I do value investing, right? So what about a simple system, right, that allows you to put your debit card or credit card in? And every month, it deducts a predetermined amount and allocates it to um, a bucket of stocks or a bucket of assets yeah. that you've already predefined. So you're saying mutual funds? Exchange-traded fund, ETF. Mm-hmm. An ETF, 
let me explain what an ETF is. There's Spiders, which is um, Standard & Poor's um, ETF. There's Barclays, iShares, there's a bunch of them. But an ETF allows you to say, for example, instead of buying just Dangote Cement, I want to buy an index of construction companies. companies. So what can 100 Naira buy me out of this index? So for example, let's say one is 20 Naira, another one is 30 Naira, another one is 40 Naira, another one is 10 Naira. I can buy it with 100 Naira, I can buy four. Right, so I can buy an index, a slice. Mm -hmm. So with a thousand naira, I buy ten slices, right? And put it in my, so whatever revenue comes from it of dividends, I can either choose to have it reinvested or I can choose to have it sent to me, and it continues to roll over, um, without any human intervention. Is that like? So is that what they mean by like sort of like index fund? Exactly, an index fund. Okay, gotcha. An index fund, ETF. But ETF is an index fund that is traded on an exchange, meaning you can redeem, you can um, subscribe, right? Mm -hmm. That's so, I've worked on the back end API um, in my spare time that is not really spare, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I've got Mary to help teach me enough front end to start. Why don't you call him Father Mary? <laughs> I call him Mary. He gave you Father Mary, the Mary kid. I yeah. called him this morning and he, rest, he picked up the phone by saying God. Uh -uh. No, that's fine. Anyway. So he called you God I called him Father. <laughs> <laughs> Very appropriate right now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's something that I'm passionate about that I want to just put in the wild. Like I want to say, because at Delivery oh, Science, how many of us, exactly, and my brother, I have brother, I have two brothers in the UK. One is a doctor, one is um, in law school. And uh, my brother is always trying to send money, because he was in Ireland and moved to the UK. I was trying to buy shares and all that, and then he has to talk to my dad. Okay, some of his guys, some of his medical doctor mm -hmm, friends. Mm -hmm. Okay, they had to sign this form and mail it and email it, and then get it. A very cumbersome process. As in, it's long. Why? Sorry, we'll take it. Yeah, I think. Please, I need. I need. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll wrap, take it. We'll okay, okay, let's wrap. Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. We'll wrap it up yeah. So, um, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is long, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't have any other assets apart from this. But it'd be nice to see every month. It's ten thousand naira, twenty thousand naira. I don't need to think about it. It goes, and it's there. It's no, I was even do. thinking about it, just random. And this is an idea. Anybody who's a hacker who wants to do it, go do it. You know, I be, I believe ideas are cheap. Mm -hmm. Execution it's is what, what is is where it is. Yeah. But I was even thinking about it. Next year, this um the PFA window transfer window is going to open up, right? What so does this mean? Yeah. PFA pension. If PFA is a pension fund administrator. Any company that has I at think least, it has to do with Premier Football. No. Um, every so company that has at least, so <laughs> every company that has at least five staff has to give some sort of pension. I think it's ten staff now that day. It was an edit, so it has to drop some amount of their salary for pensions, right? Yeah. And individuals can decide where the the PFA, the administrator of their pensions, right? With the current system, so you give your pension money to Stanbic or whatever, and they hold it on your behalf. Maybe every six months or so, they send you a statement in mm -hmm. the mail or whatever, saying this is your balance and whatever. But you have no insight. You have no visibility, right? And you have no control over what your money has been invested in. So, whether I'm a 70-year-old or I'm a 55-year-old who's getting close to the retirement age, or I'm a 25-year-old who has 30 or 40 years of working life ahead of me, they all get pulled together and then you invest. Yeah. That's not smart. This system that I'm talking about, exchange-traded funds and all that, right, and um, um, assets. Imagine I talked to Ezra Olubi, I talked to Uzo, 
I talked to myself, I talked to a couple other people and said, hey, um, give me power of attorney over your PFA so I can put in the best place for you, right? Yeah. Meaning that I can go negotiate with the PFAs on our joint behalf and say, you're charging 1.5% or what have you. Mm-mm. We're bringing this much to the table, so... Exactly, exactly. Or, if you get enough together, you can form your own PFA and charge lower fees, right? And run it as a virtual PFA because it's mostly technology-driven. Because this thing is running. I remember there's one or two administrative staff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you don't need to put all the overhead that these guys have with marketing and all these different assets. And you change the game. Of course, I always get all these ideas, right? That's why I'm an entrepreneur. I'm probably not, I'm not going to do any of them, right? Because I'm a delivery science. But it's cool to build these products and dog food it. It's yeah. cool to see it. And it's cool that if somebody says, okay, you build this thing, I want to push it. I'm like, oh, take it, go. Go, ahead. go, yeah. go with it. Right? I think that's a part of the hacker ethos. I think all of us have thought of that before. Right? Okay, I'll build a thing. Let somebody go and do the business. Right? That doesn't work. You must build it to solve your problem and solve your problem enough. That's when somebody will then come, come and, and take it. Because yeah. Yeah. they see it. Well, um, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Larry, for being our super first. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I he should have heard our preamble before the mic was on. Like I kind of tried to get everyone to promise it'd be twenty minutes, and here we are again. Yeah, me, I was saying thirty minutes, and we just continue talking. Yeah, it is what so, it is. So I take it you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, any more water? Would you like us to invite you back? Well, not soon. The, not, not in the next <laughs> single <laughs> digit episode. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, is that a promise or a threat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Larry, for joining us on the Crowdcast. Thank you. We enjoyed having you. Yeah. And you brought I some hope this thing is intelligible. Right? I hope it's audible. audible. No, I try them. Yes. We'll yes. Listen back. We'll, I'll, I'll do the necessary application. I'll be that guy. No. Develop out. I'm Lenny. My jazz number one. Sound engineer. <laughs> He's all kinds of engineers. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank you. Take care. Till the wind of love